in a darkened room and you're all alone looking out the window your heart is cold and lost the will to love like a broken arrow here i stand in the shadows Come to me, come to me, can't you see that nobody wants to be lonely, nobody wants to cry, my body's longing to hold you, so bad it hurts inside. Time is precious and it's slipping away And I've been waiting for you all of my life Nobody wants to be lonely So why, why, why don't you let me love you? Mm. You remember that song, girl? Bitch, I definitely days? do not, bitch. But you deserve applause for that because you held that down all by yourself. I couldn't help out not a bit. Um, oh no! You don't remember no, that girl? girl. TR- the, those are those are TRL high school days. The melody got days. me. Not nine eleven days. You were so stupid. Yeah, this song because this song is <laughs> from two thousand one. This girl <laughs> never forgets. <forget, laughs> this song is from two thousand one, girl. Yeah. Who is it, girl? It sounded yeah, a little familiar, so, but I don't know. Yeah, it's Miss Ricky Martin and. <laughs> okay. And, you know, Queen Christina Aguilera girl. So, uh, you know, like a Latin girl and a half Latin girl, you know? One of those girls I really rep. I mean, I I appreciate Christina, but she's just never had the right producers. And she just... Anyway, Miss Ricky's the girl I really rep. I love that girl. Yeah. I truly do. Christina had some hits, though, because I always thought Jeannie Nabato was like... Oh, the yes, ni- you know, Jeannie. You know, like the 1999 pop songs that came out was like, I Want It That Way, Baby One More Time. Mm-hmm. I repped Jeannie Nabato harder than all of them. I thought Come Jeannie on. Nabato, when it came out, went harder than... Come on, be counter. Even I Want It That Way. <laughs> be yeah, counter-cultural. I, I love Jeannie Nabato. <laughs> and then I always think... And then when she came out later with that stripped album, and she was like, oh. you're so beautiful. No oh. matter what they say, girl. The song for you me, know. "Walk Away." Walk Away is it? There, I think a lot of the album is really great. Seventeen. I mean, girls don't make albums anymore with seventeen songs on them. Lil Nas X came out with the album, and I think it's got wait what thirteen, maybe twelve, well, and every Dra- song under three minutes. Drake- Drake, well, there's a reason for that. Because, well, yes, like, for it's streaming, a, streaming, yes. Yeah, yes, the yes. girls don't like to listen to more than three minutes for streaming, yeah. and if they if they don't if you don't listen to the whole song, they don't get credit for the streaming. Yes, yes. the artist girls. So that's mm-hmm. why he did that. But you know, Drake Drake is good for a 22 song album. No, does that she and she goes over four minutes a song? Like she doesn't just do um, a two or three. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> she's hit her, so summer some will go over four minutes some under but mm. the streaming era is lending itself to girls having two minute and 54 uh, second songs are we absolutely yeah. are gonna have a music episode i got a music girl that i want to bring on because i i want to dig in more yeah. into that we but right multiple now multiple music episodes girl sure. well you, you be acting like we got so many episodes to kill we're doing less girl you i feel like we're gonna be done before you know you'd be like oh another yeah. season in the bag <laughs> Yeah, bitch. But don't forget to don't sleep on Christina because even though Christina maybe fell off a little bit as an artist, like and you know she was on the she's been on the Voice and stuff, so that brought no. I think she is definitely an artist. I just think she doesn't. It's like Jennifer Hudson. She they don't have the they don't have the the um 
what do you call it? They don't have the hits. They just don't have the hits. Like, yeah. Well, I think in her, the beginning of her career, Christina did have some hits. Okay. Right. Yes, and yes, then yes. the gag is too, like, remember, she won Best New Artist at the Grammys over Britney that year. Remember? Remember in, in the 1999, 2000? That's a gag. So the, I think in the yeah. 2000 Grammys, it was like her versus Britney for Best New Artist. Christina won over her, I think in part because Christina can blow, like, the That vocals. is fair. I was about you to say. You know, and Britney, you know, Britney's it's, got her. It's like Britney's more like a Janet, whereas Britney's like a dancer. Is, Britney's got that yeah. kind of a bit of, of. She's got something to her voice that I think is actually unique and kind of fierce. But she's not a vocalist. She's not a vocalist. And Christina was more like the Whitney, right? Yes, so it was yes, like yes. it was like yeah that. So mm-hmm. like I think yeah Christina beat that girl that year. Yeah. Oh, so wow. don't sleep on her and her half Ecuadorian self. Girl. <laughs> Come on, the representing Latinx girls. Okay. Oh, let's get into it. Welcome back to Two Save Queens, one of the few places in the posphere where you can hear conversation about politics, dick, and Britney versus Christina. <laughs> I'm your host, Miss <laughs> yeah. Malachi, and I'm joined by noted non-Spanish speaker, Miss Devereaux. Oh yeah, I'm Negro Gringo down, baby. I'm Gringo <laughs> down. On, Negro Gringo. When it comes to Spanish. Me and Spanish. Remember, we went to Colombia, girl, and I refused to speak Spanish. I wouldn't even open my mouth you were so to open up. I, I mean, don't do. It Spanish, did save girl. you from some stalkers that I had to deal with because I was trying to be all extra <laughs> yeah. and be like, you know, hablo español poquito and all that shit. Um, but yeah, it was. A I don't miss. speak and no Spanish, girl. And I and I, you know, historically, I, I've lost it a little bit, but I was definitely fluent in French. But I used to not speak spanish like because you didn't want to th- lose your french i didn't want to lose my french or mess up my french which i always thought it'd just make it easier to learn spanish but maybe i but there's... it was just too i didn't want it to derail my french because my mm. accent was getting so good mm-hmm. and girl i used to like oh my god someone someone real ignorant like in my family way back in my family like an old girl used to say oh she was so ignorant Ooh. I wasn't even close to her, but she used to tell me that Spanish was a language of poverty, girl. Girl. So, like... You were fucking up this episode, girl. <laughs> <laughs> girl, when you I was were, little. Girl, when you I was fucking little, this episode up, I promise, girl. I promise someone, a French speaker in my family from way back used to say that. I didn't even... It's not even someone I was super close to, but it was an elder. And so I had to, like, give her my... Like... But she, I swear, she I told me that. I can't believe you told that. She told me that, that at a young age. And Girl. so it was like, oh, I can't, oh, I can't take Spanish because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a language of poor power. people. Yeah, that's what I used to say as a little kid. I didn't well, know girls, any better. Welcome to our um, Latinx and Hispanic History <laughs> Month episode. <laughs> So to be fair, you know, part of this issue is that, um, and by the way, real quick, we are going to use Latinx. We are going to use Latinx to say because um, there's a really great New York Times article. I know you're not subscribed anymore, girl. um, No, fuck those girls. There's a really great article that's kind of looking at the namesake of Hispanic Heritage Month, and we're not going to go into it now because it takes too much time. But people are starting to use Latinx because, as you know, Hispanic, for some people, it relates to Hispania, to Spain, and to the colonizers. For the conquistadors Uh, and shit, you know, and the colonizers, yeah. So, but this was a thing. um, Latinx includes Brazil. It includes Brazil, too. Yes, it's a bit wider. Um, Like my my lovely Brazilian queen. Actually, someone, she did an NPR showcase, Pablo Vitar, my amazing queen that I love. And someone made the point that you're like, you know, she's not Hispanic. She's Latinx because she is from Brazil. So 
correct yes. that in PR. Yes. Um, but so I'll be using both interchangeably. Um, but um, a Latin kind of... a Latin girl, this Mexican girl in college, told me that. I remember mm-hmm. she she corrected me on Hispanic versus Latin mm-hmm, mm-hmm, X or mm-hmm. what well, wasn't Latin X back then. It was just yeah, Latino, Latino and Latin. But she corrected me on that in like 2005 mm-hmm. or six. Look at that, this Mexican girl. girl. Come yes. on, yes, we were all a mess girl? back then. We were she all a trash back ahead. then. She, um, yeah, she was way ahead of the game. She was like a, she was like in one of those, like she was like the lead of like one of the uh, cultural groups on campus. A, she was mm-hmm. so B. She was, a, she was girl. a bisexual girl too. Ooh, she was, a bisexual. was she cute? Yeah, she was sexy. Ooh, oh yeah, he, oh that girl girl. Was sexy. Down. Oh, that man was sexy. Down. I have not hooked up with enough, enough Latin ex girl. Mm-hmm. I need to work on that. Um, but girl, how did this two ne- well, how did this two Negroes girl get yeah. talking about the Latin girls? How did how do we get to this place? We gotta apologize, we... girls, because yeah, we um you're stuck with us because we had some ideas of some guests. Some some of our good Judies weren't available, so gotta say that. And we love y'all, girls. <laughs> yeah, y'all. yeah. Um, yeah. some other girls flaked on us. They did let yeah, us down. Girl. The Latin girl, a Latin girl, let us down. She let us down, girl. She did. But it's okay because we kind of we kind of anticipated she would because she was Ooh, supposed to come on the day for yes. queer latinx you yeah. know this you know queer latinx like heritage like, that was gonna be a good conversation you know, too we're gonna talk about puerto show. rico we're gonna go in it was gonna stuff. be beat girl yeah but you know but we knew she was gonna let us down and she did girl and sometimes the latin did. girls do did. let us black girls down it happens mm. you know it, it, it's like for real a lot <laughs> You're the best. latinx girls be letting us down sometimes uh, but, to, but we still gotta celebrate them because we're intersectional we absolutely we're doing do. Our best. we absolutely do and we're i trying, will yeah and i will say you know there's probably something to be said about um at least for me you you out there in detroit and um you know black uh black metro but um, yeah girl. me being out here i don't have a ton of latin girl friends which is um, so you live in la girl i sure for a do decade, i should bitch. but we're real segregated out here but yeah i don't i don't have a ton well actually no it is i also you just have don't a have a ton you have a handful of you have a handful of i latin do have girl. some actually one of my really good girlfriends is um uh black and latinx um but it's like you know not every girl's meant for the show but um in, in your in your the your gay cousins girls you're very close to those girls out there especially michael I mean, I am close yes. to that spot, too. Michael's my ride become, And I've become, like, a friend of theirs by proxy through you, mm-hmm. which I love. Because those are, like, basically my only Latin friends. So, um, <laughs> But I'm trying. But I'm living in Detroit, y'all. So it's not a lot of girls. But you also here, went you know? to a very um, international, a very, very, well, not very diverse. A more diverse university. But... Yeah, anyway. but even there, like the it was like really because they would say like our university was like six seven percent black and six seven percent Latin, mm. and I would talk to Latin girls. Oh, I do have a Latin fish friend, and actually her birthday is around this time too. Happy birthday, girl! A Latin fish friend that we're cool with, <laughs> but she um from college, but it, you know that Dominican girl we're cool with. And, oh, it's her is, birthday. Is that, yeah. Oh, I gotta wish her yeah, happy birthday. because we're that recording girl. a little early, but her birthday is a Libra girl. You know, I love a Libra girl. I love mm-hmm. Libras. Ooh. I do. And anyway, she, um, but she and I would talk about this and she and I talked about this one time, like in that Mexican girl who corrected me on Hispanic versus Latin back in the day, we would talk about that, that a lot of, they were calling the, the international, the rich international girls who owned hotel chains in Mexico and Venezuela and Colombia, they were, they were putting them in the Latinx category. Mm-hmm. So they would say like, though they're, we have six, seven percent Latin population at Penn, mm-hmm. which was like equivalent to the black population. But those girls would keep to themselves as like the international, they would be in the international crew and they weren't even joining the Latin organizations like for the american Mm -hmm. latin organizations on campus they were totally different from the domestic latinos like the mexican and the puerto rican and dominican american girls yeah like they 
those girls from overseas were just, they were super rich most of the time. Mm-hmm. And they just couldn't even relate to like domestic Latinx culture at the time. So I feel like, so like really, I bet you like the real American Latinx population at Penn was probably like half of what they said it was. Mm, I believe that. And that's why we, that's why we don't really, we don't, I, that's why I only am cool with like a handful of Latin girls from college because like, the number of real Latin, like not real Latin, but American Latin girls, was was a little like lo- was not as high as they said it yeah. was. It wasn't. Girl. But I mean, one Latin girl that you are cool with that you stand, other than Miss Christina, because we already talked about you standing Christina, Miss Ricky Martin, mm-hmm. um, oh, yes. the king oh, of Latin yes. pop, the yes. king of Latin music. Ooh. Um, Praise God! Ooh. Praise God! Because the girls that we're you know because we got to be on brand, so we're definitely gonna do some like true queer Latinx icons that you would be taught in history class. Mm-hmm. But we'll be real, like you know, I love me my Pablo Vitar, my Brazilian drag queen. You love yourself some Ricky Martin, who I'm also a fan of. Um, and that's really who we would want to do. But we're trying to be good for y'all girls. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because Miss Ricky, do better, girl. yeah, we're trying yeah. to be better. We this yeah. literally this literally started off real trashy, so we are <laughs> we're already off to a yeah, good start. Girl, no. um, Oof, I'm wrong. My family <laughs> talking about trash. talking about Spanish being the Ugh. language of poor people. Girl, that was somebody See, on my dad's side. Girl, they were yeah, ooh, yeah, girl. yeah. So y'all wanna actually know. It was I'm gonna tell y'all who it was. It oh, was here that you stunt go. King, here you go. That stunt queen grandma that I talked about in that one oh, episode. It was, it was her. That she feels like that. something she was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If she was a French speaking, you know, she was like a French and English speaking. She said that shit. Oh, that shit holds us back. Oof. Anyway, yeah. Ricky Martin <laughs> yeah. has sold seventy million records worldwide. You know, this is an influential girl for bridging that gap between uh, Latin America, Latin Americas, and the U.S. Um, and I mean, I've just really been appreciating that girl just more later in life. Like, I definitely like. I mean, everyone did a little living la vida loca. Um, but I didn't know that song you were singing. For me, Miss Ricky, like, I love that song she did with Maluma. I'm blank on it now. It's like, K something. It's, it's a Spanish, Spanish song. Right? Um, yeah. well, you I already love... know I don't know it. No, I know. Um, yeah. but I've just been appreciating Miss Ricky just in her whole, just living, cause she was the one, someone that came, you know, there's, there aren't, there definitely aren't a lot of out actors, a lot of Hollywood people, but even musicians, you know, we've, Lil Nas X, I've been on my little Nas X kick, but Ricky was really doing it for him to come out like that. Um, and also to be like with his husband, um, Mr. Juan Yosef, they've been married since 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also a political girl waving that flag for Puerto Rico when, you know, Miss DJT was leaving that girl to, to like just out there. She was out there. Yeah. Really after doing that hurricane work. that devastated Puerto Rico. Yeah. yeah. She was out there fighting for those girls. I'm glad um, I really yeah. appreciate Miss Ricky. Cause those, remember, we got to remember those are American girls. Like I think the girls forget, <laughs> yes. you know, <laughs> <laughs> I think the girls forget that. Which girls are forgetting? Sometimes. Which girls are forgetting? Like them ignorant girls. The ignorant girls, girl, like your stuff. grandma. Think, <laughs> yeah, that bitch was so motherfucking ignorant. Oh. Oh. The, I think them girls forget. Those are American girls. Those are American citizens. Girls. I mean, so I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But how do you feel about Miss Ricky? Yeah. yeah so it? my, my, okay. So like. Miss Ricky Martin, remember she was getting big in English. Like she's a Menudo girl from way back when she was a teenager. Even but you know in the eighties and stuff. Right, was she part of a a boy band? Right. Yes, the boy band Menudo. When you and me were like, but you and me were like, we were like, we when she was in that, we were like, not even really. You know, I don't like. I always tell the girls, I don't really remember nothing before nineteen ninety. So like none of that eighties tea. Like I don't remember nothing from the eighties, even though I was born in the mid eighties, but. Like, so 1990s when my universe starts generally. And I think like she was in that before then. And I think 
Um, and then she came on the scene for me, like around 1999 with Living La Vida Loca, right? Mm-hmm. And like, and all of that to you with all them shaking all them hips and stuff. And when she came Ooh, out, I was like, was damn, so this nigga is fine as fuck. He came out you know, in 2010. I was that, it was a Rolling Stone cover. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So that was like 20. So in, that's like 11 years after she came on the, you know, English language speaking scene. Mm-hmm. But she, um, yeah, with Living La Vida Look. Remember how big that was one of those nineteen ninety hit nineteen ninety nine hits, mm. along with Genie in the Bottle, Baby One More Time, <laughs> I Want It That Way. I always tell the girls, nineteen ninety nine is the Genie. biggest year in music ever, you know, back that ass up, all that stuff was nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> 1999 TRL ninth grade for me. You had to have been there. Oh, that man. shit was everything back in the day. So anyway, funny. and Living La Vida Loca was a part of that. Carson Daly before we knew how that girl was. You know, she was just like a kind of a cute white man back then, and whatever she was. Anyway, so um, when she came on the scene, I was like, "Damn, that bitch is fine." Like that, um, and I was like thinking, I would literally like. He was like my main crush, like celebrity crush mm. in that period when I was like in ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade. Like he was my main, like I, back then, like I was already like 1999, 2000 or whatever. I used to read gossip on the internet back then. And I used to listen to gossip shows like on TV. I watched the E! channel all the time. Like I was like, I wasn't quite into Wendy yet until I got to college, into Wendy Williams when she was mm, on the radio in college. Mm-hmm. But I like, I was like getting into gossip. Like I listened to Gary with the T on like, in like on the black radio stations. I listened to the gossip and like, I was so big into like celebrity gossip. And so I remember like when I was in high school, like toward the end of high school though, so more like 11th, 12th grade, I had heard then that like Ricky Martin was openly bisexual to like people who he was like close with like in his circle and he was primarily like living in Miami then mm. and that he would he was going to gay clubs in Miami like at the mm. time you know twist but also like other gay clubs that were in Miami at that time that we're too young to have experienced but like mm-hmm. in the 90s was like the Versace Miami gay heyday mm-hmm. and all that you mm-hmm. know and mm-hmm. i think that that girl um and i would like when i found that out i was gagged i was like oh my god he's so beautiful and he might be gay or at least he likes men in some capacity like i was i was just like enthralled by that girl and so mm. and then like when i found out that girl like there was a bill like the time warner center was going up in 2001 2002 it was completed 2003 2004 and i was like i found out that girl had bought one of the original units at the time warner center <laughs> and i was like oh i want to live i said wow. i want to live at the time warner center just like ricky Martin. wait i'm sorry how old were you at this point were you talking i about was the time like literally like maybe like 16 17 Love it was like it. right around Love the 9 11 wow. era and I was like, oh, Ricky Martin has an apartment at the Time Warner Center that's going up. And I want to live in that building, too, just like Ricky Martin. It. And maybe we'll meet and we'll be together. You know, and I was thinking <laughs> all of that back then, girl. I sure was. So my relationship with that girl goes way back, honey. Way back. I love that. How do you feel mm-hmm. about him now? Yeah. How do you feel? Do you, him and, um, um, you know, you know about his little, do you know about his, his, um, fetish girl? You know what it is? Is it feet or something? Yes. Is it like yes? yes. yes. I heard yes. about that. Yeah, yes. that's sexy. That's kind of hot that he's into that. I like, even though I'm not oh, into that, but I like I like okay. guys who are into that because I have pretty feet, but I'm not into feet. Oh, but anyway, <laughs> but I like I like men who are into pretty leaning feet in. Have, You're a leaning guy. You lean feet, into yeah. what works. I love. I it. lean into whatever I got. Whatever I got at the time, it changes what I have. Sometimes, sometimes I have body. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm given. You know, I'm given different things at different times, but whatever I have at the time, I lean in, right? Okay. 
Just like you know, just like them LSC them them light skin coalition days from way back, girl. From college, you know, I, I was, you know, when we used to take pictures with the LSC and stuff. So ignorant. We used to be ignorant yeah, let's just anyway. tell the girls that we're literally like filming this. This, this is a double. This is a back to back episode. Um, because you know we just got schedules. I like I we tell y'all girls we're busier um this fall, but yeah. So we're recording this back to back, but y'all are getting this a week out, so. We still gave y'all something. We were gonna take this exactly. Week off, we but. tried. We're doing our best. I got a I got a business trip and a personal trip happening, mm-hmm. girl. We were doing our best. But here's yes. the deal. And I don't have enough. Why Latin now? Ricky Martin is still my hero to this day, girl. And I oh. use him as an example. This is why because Ricky Martin he don't decided, let you down. <laughs> Ricky Martin decided, and he looks good for his age, and he's a smoker. Absolutely. He it is. I'm surprised he's been able Wait, to he's age a so smoker? well and be. He or he, I didn't know he was he, a smoker. He may have just recently quit, but he was a smoker up until very recently. So for that girl to give all of what she gives and be a smoker is impressive, even more. Mm. But why that girl is my hero is this. I always use her as an example. I say, I am going to have my kids via surrogacy as a single mm-hmm. queen, as a single man. Mm-hmm. And I w- and if mm-hmm. I find a husband, if mm-hmm. I find a man after the fact, mm-hmm. that's great. But at least mm-hmm. I have my kids. I say that all the time. Yes, I said, I'm going to go through my process to have my kids. And I want to, and I want to have my kids and whatever happens with the man or whatever it happens, just like Ricky Martin. And yes, I say that do. to this day. And that girl is still number one for me. She yes. still does it for me. Yeah. She had her two twin babies all by herself, right? Those two twin boys, I think. Yes. Yes, she mm-hmm. sure did. And then she met Juan Yosef, like, mm-hmm. who likes mm-hmm. every, every time I, there's like a porn star on Instagram. Like she, uh-huh. every time I look and Ron Yosef has liked their picture. She likes every porn star. I bet they're, girl. they're open, right? Oh, I'm sure co- they yeah. have to be. Cause the way they, they travel, so they definitely have to be open, yeah. but they're a beautiful couple together. I really yeah. like them together. I yeah. do. And that they're girl, they're both like girls of color, you know, like mm-hmm. ethnic girls. I like that. I like that for them. I love Me that too. for them. Yeah. So we kind of still ended up talking about them Cause, um, yeah, we live for Miss Ricky. Um, but you know, there's plenty, you know, think about Latin Heritage Month, you know, there's a lot of pioneer girls that we also think are worth um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> talking about. <laughs> and not just talking about Ricky Martin is Yeah, girl, I could have done the whole um, show on, on Ricky Martin. We, yeah, I, you know, I... I but that's I, not right. We got to do right by these Latin girls. Yes, we girls, try to, yes. We got to do right by these We're trying to be better. We're trying to live right. We're trying to be better. You know, intersectional tea, girl. All right, girl. Did, well, we, did we mention that it was Latinx Heritage Month yes, at the start yes. of the show? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, September 15th to October 15th. Yeah, I didn't say the date, so thank you for saying the dates, girl. So we're in it till October 15th. Um, it started a couple yeah. weeks ago. Um, but remember to some... too, last year though, we had, ch- we had two shows dedicated to the Latin, to Latinx girls uh-huh. during Latinx Heritage Month. We're, th- we're about that life. We're those girls. <laughs> Except for when you talk about their language. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Well, I, that but, wasn't me. That was my sorry, grandma. Sorry. Like that. Your that grandma. grandma. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's RIP to that girl. Yeah. RIP. <laughs> but, yeah. but, um, so I mean, this is a girl. I think, so you're going to start us off. The girl you're going to talk about is someone that. Definitely someone who was a trailblazer, and definitely, I guess, Ricky Martin would even technically have, I don't know that oh, for yeah. sure, but would have known about him, but someone who was a trailblazer in terms of a Latinx person who came out, um, who's this girl, honey? Yeah, girl. So this is this is a Miami girl. So, you know, Ricky Martin is well, a Puerto Rican girl by birth, but also then she was living in Miami a long time, but... Uh, Miss Pedro Zamora, girl mm-hmm. Zamora, rather Pedro Zamora. She was, uh, you know, a Cuban American girl, um, 
And the girls, I think, all know this name. Even if for the young, like, Gen Z girls, I think they've heard this name before. Even if they don't mm, remember maybe. who she was or what she's famous for. I think Pedro Zamora was really a trailblazer because that girl, she was born in 1972. So she'd be like a Gen X girl, right? Mm-hmm. And what happened was, you know, the first... So I loved the real world as a kid. I used to mm-hmm. love it. But the first season, I used... It was the one of the few season, places where you could see queer people, I think. Exactly. Reality TV, in, truly. A in the place. early, talking about, like, even in the early 90s T. Like, there, the first season of The Real World had a black gay man on it, mm-hmm. you know, in New York. But that one, that was the 1992 season in New York. And I watched those episodes on reruns because I was a little young for that one. And then there was the 93 season in L.A. with Tammy Roman uh, from Basketball Wives. That was her first foray into the you know, into uh, reality TV in 1993. And I watched that one, like, immediately after it aired. Like, I watched it, like, in reruns that season with my older cousin, the mm-hmm. same older cousin who got me into R. Kelly's music, girl, that same girl. <laughs> so, anyway, because she used to babysit me sometimes. She was, like, 19 when I was, like, 7 and stuff. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, and then, and then the 1994 season in San Francisco was, actually, no, it was 1990. Yeah, 1994 season. There was actually two 1994 seasons. There was one in... Yeah, 1994. I think there was one in London and San Francisco. And then, so, the 1994 one in San Francisco was the first one I watched live when I was, like, nine years old. And I watched it, like, every week, like, in sequential order. And so... And that was the one that Pedro Zamora was on. And he was this queer Cuban-American man born in Cuba. Um, And then he moved to the U.S. when he was, like probably like eight or nine years old. I think he was eight years old when he moved to the U.S. in 1980 on one of the boat lifts. And his family was actually pro-Fidel Castro and then got disenchanted with Castro and left for the United States, left for Florida. And he settled in Hialeah, which is a primarily Cuban-American community there in Miami. And the gag was is that, so he was living there, um, and he actually came out to his dad. So his mom actually died. He They moved to Florida when he was eight. His mom actually died when he was 13 from skin cancer. So he was going through the grief of losing his mom. And then he'd actually, he actually like came out to his dad when he was like 14 or 15. And his dad was actually okay with him being gay, you know, which was that. pretty advanced for right. Like the eighties at that time. Um, that would have been like in the late, in the mid to late eighties when she came out to her dad. But I think what happened during that time too is like, she said, I remember her doing interviews and she said, you know, at that time when she was only like 14 and 15, she was already like cruising in the parks there in Miami Mm. and sleeping with older guys and like, just kind of like trying doing that to get over the grief of losing her mom at the time Mm. who, you know, she lost when she was 13 to skin cancer. Mm. And so it's funny because when she was in high school, she was like, like, like a, a honor roll student in high school. She was like president of the science club, a cross country girl. She was like that all around girl in high school, like that queen that, you know, and she was so handsome. Oh my God, that girl was so good looking. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she was like that girl in high school when she was 17, you know, her high school, the Red Cross came up to high, high school to do a blood drive and they came up to her and she decided she donated blood, not knowing, you know, that probably the rules at that time about, you know, gay people and donating blood and all that. Which, by the way, still exist. They do still exist today. I think they're under review. So they're potentially going to get overturned. But we still technically cannot donate blood. Yes. A lot of yes, girls don't true. realize that. Unless you have been celibate for three years. that <laughs> Unless you've been celibate for three years. Uh-huh. That's the rules. Yeah, uh-huh. that's so crazy. Anyway, um, so, so yeah, so they, they, 
did so she donated blood and then she said she got a letter in the mail when she was only 17 years old so this is like 1989 she got a letter in the mail saying her test was reactive or something so it didn't say what in the letter so she decided to go get an hiv test and found out that she was hiv positive in 1989 at mm-hmm. 17 years old could Ooh. you imagine girl like it would have been traumatic even for us at 17 years old even though they had art or you know the the uh highly the h-a-a-r-t or h you know that you mean like the drugs that mm-hmm. save the girls lives they had yes. those already by when we weren't 17 in 2002 2003 type t mm-hmm. it would have been traumatic even for us then but could you imagine in 1989 when basically they had like almost nothing to treat the girls and it was like a it was a death sentence at that point mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and so she basically like she told her family everyone was devastated but one thing she wanted to do she said before she died was graduate high school and she ended up not only graduating high school but became a HIV and AIDS educator throughout the country you know and becoming a face of it and she actually was even before she was on the real world she was on the Phil Donahue show she was on the Oprah show she mm-hmm. was like this huge HIV HIV AIDS educator all around the country and she tried to destigmatize HIV from being just a gay disease. She would talk about the fact that she just had unprotected sex. So just to let the heteros know that this was actually a risk for them too. And mm-hmm. then um, she met, she went to a gay man's march in 1993 and met her partner, her future partner there. Um, and I think his name was Sean Sasser, a black queen who also had HIV. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. Yes. And so she met Sean Sasser in a gay march, a lesbian and gay march, or it was actually an all lesbian and gay march, not just gay men, in Washington in 1993. And then Sean Sasser lived in San Francisco. Pedro was living in like South Florida. And so actually his partner, Sean Sasser, was like, oh, you know what? The MTV is looking for an HIV positive cast member for the real world that's coming up that's shooting in San Francisco here where I live. Why don't you apply to be on it? So Pedro applied and he was accepted because they actually actively sought an HIV positive person on uh, for MTV, which is pretty progressive at that time in 1994. Yes. MTV used it, to be that girl. She was they that were. girl. Well, they well they weren't that girl at one time because remember they wouldn't play black music videos at the very beginning in the early eighties. They had a shift in the eighties. <laughs> I they forgot about that. Yeah, she used to like be a they, girl about some things. I guess I should say. Then they finally they finally switched, and they would only play Prince and Michael Jackson. So oh when they first God. started, first they would only play white videos, and then they when they started to play black videos at the very beginning in the early eighties, they would only play Prince and Michael Jackson only, and no other black people. Then they switched up over like throughout the eighties and nineties, right? But yeah, they became that girl in the nineties, and so yeah, so she got on there, and yeah, she lived in the house with Puck, who was a total asshole Ugh. who ate that. I remember he ate that girl. That girl had bought Miss Pedro had bought her peanut butter, and Puck was sticking her hands in in Pedro's peanut butter and eating it oh. right out the jar. Miss Puck was black wasn't she no no she was white she was oh okay. she I'm was like a punk girl. rocker looking like mohawk oh, skateboarding right. white queen what well, not queen but whatever that girl was anyway and then there was a conservative mexican girl on there named rachel campos who's now made married to sean duffy from from real world boston those two um end up getting married and then sean duffy became a conservative congressman from wisconsin um and so Rachel Campos, but he actually went home with that girl to her conservative family in Arizona. Um, and that was interesting because that girl is like, now she's like a TV commentator, conservative girl. She's on The View sometimes. And then, um, but yeah, that season was a groundbreaking season to the point where actually President Bill Clinton even called Pedro Zamora as he was on his deathbed in 1994 because the show shot from June 
the show shot from um it shot from like February to June of 1994, like January mm. to June of 1994. Mm-hmm. And then it started airing at the end of June 1994 and Pedro de Zamora died on November 11th, 1994. Mm. He died even before the final show aired for that season. Mm-hmm. And so it was crazy because Bill Clinton uh, called him when he was on his deathbed in November. And then Bill Clinton also filmed when they did a, when they did the show dedicated, when Pedro died, Bill Clinton that. did a PSA that. that aired on MTV before like the final show ended or before the show when Pedro passed away was going to air. Bill Clinton talked about Pedro as a hero, is a groundbreaking person, is one of the first you know, openly HIV positive people on TV. And, you know, that girl was a role model and she had a very tough death because she was suffering a lot of like, um, the, like those like secondary conditions that people with advanced HIV. I remember like she had, had, did she have lesions and she had, I think she had lesions and then she also started getting like HIV related dementia at the end too Mm, and everything and had like some brain conditions too. So it was like really sad how she, when she ended up finally dying, like they said, even when Bill Clinton called her toward the end that she didn't quite even know what was happening. It was Mm. like really sad. That girl was only like 22 years old when she died. Oh, you know, with her That's family true. in Miami. And the and the gag is, though, in that year, though, on the show earlier that year, she had the first gay exchange of vows on the air with her partner, Sean Sasser. It was like the yes. first, like, gay marriage or gay commitment ceremony because it wasn't a legal marriage at the time. But yes. it was the first gay commitment ceremony aired on television in 1994. Mm-hmm. So that girl was groundbreaking not only for her HIV work, not only for being her presence on TV, being an HIV educator on TV, you know, showing the girls, you know, what it's like to be a person with a, who is HIV positive, but also for being a precursor, for showing a precursor, loving relationship, like ahead of gay marriage, well ahead of gay marriage. Mm. So that girl is really it's groundbreaking. That girl's a hero. She was way ahead of her time, you know, and we lost her way too soon. I wish she could have lived just a little bit longer because the highly active like hiv drugs that are like highly effective they really started coming around in 1996 mm-hmm. and that girl died in 1994 so she just she died just like a year and a half before like those drugs came about and became widespread mm-hmm. so we lost her just a little bit too soon girl it was so sad oh wow yeah oh i'm glad we did that girl i, I think i did know a lot of that about miss pedro but um it was hearing that full context of the significance that she had at that time period to promote kind of, you know, um, promote that HIV wasn't something to, you know, to destigmatize HIV. And because um, MTV was something, <laughs> despite their fobbles with black people, their stumbles with black people, especially, it was still like, um, you know, it was that network for young adults, for teenagers to watch. Like we were talking about TRL and stuff like that at the top of the show. Um, but to have, I remember, I do remember like just have Pedro, cause real world, and it's funny, I was talking about one of, um, you know, a friend of the show, it's Michael Avila of Your Gay Cousins, and he's talking about how Drag Race is the most diverse show on TV. For me, Real World was also like that, because you got to see people of different races and colors and backgrounds, and you got to see gay people, which wasn't a given, especially yeah. during daytime, unless you were... <laughs> 
Unless you watch him as Sally Jesse Raphael or as yeah. Ricky Lake and you see some of the Phil Donahue. Phil Donahue. Yeah. Or you seeing some of the or, club kids, some of the trans yeah. girls on there. For the most part, if you just wanted to see people who were about your age and just they were not solely defined by their sexuality or their gender, it was the real world was one of those spaces because anything else was more late night. Um and a lot of times, you know, we're in high school, we may weren't able to stay at that later, sneak <laughs> and watch those shows. Um, so I love the real world for that. I mean, New Orleans was a big one for me because it had Danny on there who was also HIV positive. Yes. Um, well, he wasn't HIV positive. Oh, sorry. Open, at least openly HIV openly. positive he during open. the show. He, open he was on the 2000 season in New Orleans, but he came yes. out as HIV positive many years later. Yes, forgot. Yeah. Um, on he the show, his T. Yes. Too. Oh, but his man was even cute because on the show, his T was about the fact that he was with dating a military man. What don't ask, don't tell was going on. Yes. Thanks, Bill Clinton. And they always blurred his one. face. And they yes. they always blurred his face. Because that girl. Well, don't ask, don't tell. During the Clinton years was a compromise because what they used to do was just automatically, if they even suspected somebody was gay prior to that, they used to just discharge them. I know, so, but it still had a lasting effect on a lot of girls. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely. technically, I have I found I found out some tea where like a cousin of mine he got accused of raping, you know, one of his um, barrack mates or whatever. But they think he was actually just having sex with him, and because it happened during Don't Ask Don't Tell, like they slammed the hammer down on him, he's still in jail for it. So I think it, there's lingering oh effects gosh. to it, not just the fact that the girls got you know, kicked out. Those girls didn't have no protection the way they do today, even in the military. Um, you know, think- it's interesting too. I just want to mention Sean, Sa- uh, Sean Sasser, who actually the black queen who married, Oh, oh she was from Detroit too, by the way, the black queen who oh, okay. married Pedro Zamora right. or had the commitment ceremony in 1994. But that girl lived, she was HIV positive too, but she lived until 2013. Mm. And um, she lived until 2013. She was a patriot pastry chef at the ritz carlton like she was like a chef girl i think she ended up getting remarried legally in 2013 um she ended up getting remarried legally in 2013 to someone in dc when she was living there but Uh then she ended up tragically dying the same year that she got married to someone else legally oh and Girl. In that year from mesothelium, from like a lung cancer. Oh, girl, you need disorder. to add that in there. You just really, we going yeah. all the way, girl. Just dig in there. I um, know. I know. I, yeah, because mine's not really, a, my person I think is very much, again, also an icon and someone who deserves their flowers and is deaf. I'm happy that to see them getting it because they weren't getting it for a long time. But there's a lot of intersection with Miss Pedro's story both around their upbringing, um, the kind of work that they did in the community, and their kind of lasting um, legacy. Um, so the person I want to talk about is uh, Miss Sylvia Rivera, um, who's kind of known as a gay liberation and a trans activist, um, and one of the early pioneers for the LGBTQ and the gay rights movement in our country, um, and for doing a lot of work, especially for our trans sisters and um, gender nonconforming sisters as well, because she was very fluid about how she identified and how she kind of saw those terms, like a lot of people from that era, like Miss Rue got in trouble with. Um, and I think the... Um, Interesting story with her. I mean, I think a lot. Sylvia Rivera of, is probably even older than Miss Rue, right? She's oh yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah. He, um, so she was born in 1951. She died in oh. 2002. So I can't okay. remember. Rue was. So wait, Rue is 60. 
and this so is she, 2021. She's like, so. they have like a 10 year age gap. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, and she was only a couple, um, she was a bit younger than Miss Marsha P. Johnson, who I think a lot of times we connect the two of them together because they were very close friends. Uh, so Miss Marsha G, Miss Marsha was about five years older and we think of her as, you know, at the head of Stonewall, um, which there's a lot like of the mother of the, about. like basically the mother, the mother. of the movement. Yeah. And it's worth saying, Miss Marsha did make a note that she was not the, you know, I, she was not the first one to throw the stone or anything like that, but she was very much leading that fight that happened around the Stonewall um, Club that helped really spur on the gay rights movement. Um, but I was wondering, girl, when did, when were you familiar with Sylvia? Because I definitely knew about her more in connection with Marsha P. But when did yeah, she, well, you know, also... for some reason, I already I always knew Miss Marsha P. Johnson. Like I knew yes. I've known her for a long time. Her, I knew yeah. there was always like a Latin trans lady yes. who was like yes. next to yes. her in pictures. There's so many pictures of them together. That lady's yeah. name. You actually just reminded me when we did a Marsha P. Johnson episode back in like or like a tribute in for for queer black icons for Black History Month. You reminded me of Sylvia Rivera. Mm-hmm, so like mm-hmm. that literally was earlier this year. So yeah. I never knew her. I didn't know her name okay. earlier this year. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's, it's interesting for me because I think a lot, especially as black queens, we think about like the Sylvester's or we think about the Marsha P. Johnson's of people to connect to. But in some ways, you know, we had Miss Sylvia a lot longer because you know we're going dark this dark episode girls it just is what it is um but you know miss marcia tragically died and they found her in the river um one of the things that sylvia said is she doesn't think she would have killed herself it's not something that would have happened so she most likely was murdered but you know back then though the people weren't and still now a bit the people don't investigate cases like that um but with miss sylvia i think was i already was connecting to her as i learned more about her was that she was a girl about that life and she was someone who fought hard to remind the girls and by girls i mean the white rich queens um that who started that movement that it was the butch the butch you know bulldaggers and lesbians and trans girls and drag queens that were the start of this movement that now all the girls really enjoy with pride and that this need to be intersectional, to be inclusive, um, to not just think about gender, but to think about race and to think about class. Um, so thinking about just her, you know, early biography, her history, sadly, her mother died really early as well. Um, so she, her mother died from suicide. Um, I don't know the exact, co- you know, why she took, her mother decided to take her life. But um, Sylvia was Puerto Rican and Venezuelan and was raised by her grandmother, who very much, unfortunately, as opposed to Pedro's father, disapproved of her effeminate behavior. She was a feminine young um, child. Um, she was someone who at the like by fourth grade was already wearing makeup. Um, and so by like at a, around 10 or 11, she ran away from home and was living on the streets and working oh as a gosh. child. And was working as a child prostitute at that age. Um, and by the way, this is in New York City. So, and New York City, <laughs> girls talk about New York City being dangerous. Now still think about New York City and like the 60s. She was you know, a rough girl. Yes. And yeah, um, she was a rough girl back then, for sure. But then thinking about Ooh. how our, our community just takes care of each other. Thinking about like the ballroom scene, the houses and things like that. You know, dra- a community of drag queens were the ones who actually gave her the name Sylvia and kind of took her in and took care of her. Um, and I think that kind of helps inform the kind of activism that she did, uh, because, you know, when she was getting older, like by like 17 or 18, you know, she was a 17 or 18 when like Stonewall Rise happened and things like that. So she was already kind of like, a very young girl, like so very both, young, like her and Miss Pedro, they experienced these traumas mm-hmm. like so yes. young, you know, yes. Wow. 
And think about like having a lot of anger and feeling like you don't have a place for yourself, um, which I think is why she and with Marsha P started STAR, which stands for Street Transvestite Action Revolutionaries. Um, it was a space, well, it was a couple, it was an organization that provided services and advocated for trans girls and gender nonconforming girls. Cause remember, some of these terms are kind of fluid back then. Cause even at the start, um, for most of Sylvia's life, she didn't really take hormones and hormone therapy and things like that. She did for a little bit, but just didn't like, and like some aspects of how it changed her and how, you know, kind of feminized your body, but didn't like other aspects to it. So she actually didn't stay on it. Um, and very much was still gender, gender nonconforming. Marsha P was very much like that as well. Um, and it's also didn't have the kind of money also uh, as she was trying to do her gender performance. Um, but, you know, so they kind of provided this space and services to them to advocate for these girls, to get them a place to live. They like bought, you know, like would buy, would either they would buy like, a, um, what do you call it? Not an RV, but like we'll buy like a kind of like, mo- not a motel, Winnebago, but like a, like a um, Winnebago. Kind of a Winnebago's, kind of that kind of tea. They, at times they even, there was one story about them like going to like an Italian mob boss and getting an apartment, getting a house space for the girls and how they would afford and take care of these girls was through their sex work. Like she's very pro sex work because that is how she survived. That is how they took care of their community. You know, their I, sisters. Oh, the mafia used to be heavily involved in gay nightlife way mm. back in the day. Interesting. Cause they would use it as a um, yeah. cover, use it as a cover for. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, you were, you thinking it was more of like, I mean, maybe no, there was also I, some, I knew it was some like financial it, like benefit for them. I just didn't, mm-hmm. Maybe because it's a cash business, so they were able to, you know, launder money that way. I don't know. But I know, like, even in Italy to this day, I heard the mafia, like, in certain, like, in Milan and stuff, I heard that the mafia runs the the gay bars still in Italy to this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I like I said, Sylvia, you know, used all types of terms. At times, called herself gay man, gay girl, drag queen, street queen. Um. But I'll tell you, you know, she she was still trying to live her life as authentically as possible. And oftentimes that meant getting arrested quite often by the police. She got arrested so many times. And think about back then when you're getting arrested and you're not just a trans or gender nonconforming person, but you're a person of color and going to those jail systems and with those police officers, it was not the tea, honey. Um, yeah, I know it wasn't. And the fact is that she Ooh. kept doing this work. And I think one of the reasons that I really, you know, I was kind of talking about how she very much was about us get being exclusive, sorry, being in- inclusive. Um, one of the ways in which she did that was wanting to kind of fight, you know, with the gay rights movement. So she had star and she was very involved with, um, let me get the name of the gay liberation front, which is a big organization trying to push for gay rights. Um, one of the big things that around this time that was getting pushed for, um, was um, SONDA, the Sexual Orientation Non-Discrimination Act. So that basically would allow the protection for sexual orientation. Uh, but one of the things Miss Sylvia was really pushing was for that to include gender, for that to include protections for trans girls. And of course, around this time, as you know, the gay rights movement is really kicking up and the white queens are now kind of starting to take on and kind of now trying to push to the front you know, the priorities start changing. The priorities start moving away from just, you know, the rights of everyone, but kind of letting the girls more on the fringe um, who aren't as mainstream, pushing them even further away to focus on things like gay rights. Uh, sorry, to focus on things like gay marriage, to focus on don't ask, don't tell. Um, and it's really interesting. One of the early speeches she made, um, this was at the Christopher Street rally, which was a precursor to the New York, um, New York, 
I think it's Gay Pride March because I think it's not a parade because parades would be to celebrate if we fully succeeded, but we're still saying marches because we're still making that progress. So in 1973, you know, there's her infamous quote about like, I lost my job. I lost my apartment for gay liberation and you treat me, you all treat me this way because she was feeling like, you know, she talked about hating the HRC, hating this organization called ESPA, the Empire State Pride Agenda, because these were organizations that were more led by rich, affluent, white, gay men and were oftentimes pushing and not wanting to deal with the trans people who had started this movement. Um, and the thing about Miss Sylvia was she was still very vocal. Like, literally, this is her speaking at Pride, um, you know, or speaking at the precursor to Pride. She also spoke at Pride 2001, talking about how, like, you know, you are all are out here fighting for, like, marriage equality while... We are still out here getting murdered. We are still out here not even able to survive. We are still out here not able to get a job and getting kicked out of housing. Um, and this is the thing that we're still talking about in our community today. I mean, there was that, what was that last year where they were talking about like, oh, we don't want like leather and kink and like at pride parades. Oh, um, wow. Like, oh, yeah, girl, that was recently. Oh, um, yeah. And some girls were t- talking about the pride right? parade. Oh, think yeah, about the children. That? Think about yes, the children. We're, like talking about the outfits yeah. and some of the behavior at pride, girl. Yeah. That is like the it's total all opposite connected. It's all of connected. like what pride is about. The pride is mm-hmm. about liberation, girl. I mean, you know, that's wild. Yeah, because like with her kind of pushing what she really wanted with this, you know, act, which ultimately did get passed. It got, um, I think it got passed in, um, I think in 19, I think it got passed or uh, like for me, the, uh, let me see if I can find the exact time when it got passed. Um, I don't think I have the right exact time when it got passed, but I think it wasn't until another seven years later that the trans part was added to it. So eventually the trans part did get added to it, but initially they didn't do it. They always went for the sexual orientation. And I mean, you can even look at how Miss HRC went for, you know, gay marriage and where now I think because they've been pushed and challenged on it. Now I think they are putting trans platforms and trans issues on their platform and centering it. But for a long time, they didn't. Um, I mean, and I was one of those HRC girls, especially in like college, because it just was that was a big gay organization. Oh, this is an organization fighting for equality, but you kind of understand the nuance of what they were not fighting for to kind of center it on this kind of mainstream um, or assimilationist of like, oh, we're just like you and we should get married too. But there's nothing I, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with us not being just like them. Um, then I don't want to get into all that too. You know, about when how... you know better, you do better, girl. We didn't for know, sure, like, for sure. Yeah, it was so a different we, time. Yeah, you were like HRC you girl, but you didn't. Yeah, it was a different time. And like, I evolved. My politics evolved. Um, right. <laughs> and then there is tea about the fact that they finally had their first black um president, but that girl got. <laughs> She didn't How make that girl it. Went down. She didn't make it, girl. <laughs> she didn't make she it, girl. She's sitting here trying to defend uh, Andrew Cuomo, girl. Uh huh. So they... I can't believe that girl let that Italian queen take her out. Appa- well, apparently she wasn't as well liked. I heard some rumblings that maybe she wasn't as well liked. Um, but you know, like I said, you know, those queens were used to certain people. You gonna let Trey like take you out like that, girl? I would never let Trey take me down, bitch. Never. Never, never, girl. never. never. <laughs> yeah, some never, white never. trade at that. That black queen was late, girl. Mm. She was late. Um, but you know, all this kind of forefront of being a foremother of this movement. I think you know we always talk about Marsha, but I think there's been more conversations about Sylvia. A lot of it, you know, happened. I think like around the 2015s. Um, you know, she now is in the National Portrait Gallery in D.C. One of the few trans people in that. Um. Space. She has a street like Sylvia Rivera Way, named after her in Greenwich Village mm-hmm. in New York City, too. 
Yes, the um the Sylvia Law Project, which um was started by a trans activist and lawyer Dean Spade, is named after her. Um their whole goal is to like promote, you know, visibility, um, to be a political voice for like low income people of color who are trans and gender nonconforming. Um, because Sylvia's big thing was like here I am helping these gay organizations who are now leaving me behind and that actually we need trans spaces and trans organizations to be protecting us and doing our work. Cause we can't depend on the queens to <laughs> the white queens or the gay, even other types of queens maybe to help us essentially like gay people, gay men. Um, I think there was a lot that I just really connected with reading about her. Cause you know, I'm a girl likes to burn it down a bit. And she was someone who like, was always pushing, even from her deathbed, kind of similar to, it's wild, the similarities, even from her deathbed was pushing the president, you know, the organizers of some of these organizations to keep fighting, to not just do what helps gay men, but to do what helps trans people as well. Wow. Now, there was a little bit of interesting tea I did find about the Stonewall rights. So there was something about, you know, the fact that she, of different accounts, she, her account feeling like she was and the riots, involved with the riots, and ultimately, you know, there's been opposing accounts where, like, saying that she was more uptown. The Stonewall, Stonewall is downtown in New York. Um, and even people like Marsha B. Johnson. Marsha B. Johnson will say, I didn't throw that first brick. I was not, I think she even said she wasn't even there that first night, but she was very much involved with the, you know, the response to the police and helping to like lead the direction. Um, and Sylvia, I think there was something where, like, as more people kind of, took on as you know marcia's myth kind of grew that sylvia kind of took a little bit of i hate to say it but she kind of took a little bit of i won't say offense but she took some, she was a she hater took, she was a <laughs> hater girl Is that, she was a motherfucking hater girl ultimately mama mama started saying that she was a part of the rise when multiple people and sources say that oh. she was not even there oh, that she's no. only 17 or 18 i hate mm-hmm. to just to get the full picture yeah you know, mama did some good work uh, but there's even a quote where Marsha literally like saying like Sylvia was not even there. Um, oh no. There was also some tea around her saying that she was involved with the Black Panthers and that might not be full, the full story. But so, you know, Mama was a complicated figure. Yeah. You know, she was very, she was someone that I think even especially to the organization at the time, you know, she got banned at one point from like the New York LGBT Center because of how hard she was pushing for them to do more for the trans community. Like she was someone who was a fighter. So that was a good, yeah. Um, so that was a good thing. She was, yeah. She was, she was really fighting for the trans yes. community. Like, so, so we got to give her, her props. Even with that. For sure. Bit of Even with that little tidbit. Messy tea, I just didn't want to leave that because it was, I thought it was a little messy. I thought it was super fascinating. So I don't want to spend too much time on it because there's, there's a whole chunk of, um, there's some <laughs> articles that go in on it. We're trying to but celebrate the Latin girls, right? We're trying yeah. to celebrate these. But, yeah. but we already started, we already started messy. So I was like, let's keep with it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just loved, yeah, I just loved learning a bit more about her. Cause like I said, I think I've, of course, as a black queen drawn, and that's just a black, you know, gender non, um, conforming queen drawn to Miss Marsha, but knowing who we had the long, you know, who was with us and definitely who pushed very hard, especially in New York, to make sure the New York girls were treated well. Miss Sylvia is an icon. Absolutely. So. Well, amen, girl. She say play that girl. Yeah. She say play that girl. Girl, you're so stupid. <laughs> what does he say play to mean? What does it mean? It, do it mean yes, we can? Obama? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not Obama, yes. I, that shit was around. Don't you? Do you There's a Disney Channel movie that had that, um, called like Cisa Puede, I think. But, um, that's what I remember first kind of hearing about it. Um, despite taking many years of Spanish myself. That's 
our show. Um, thank you for bearing with us, girls. Hope you know we gave y'all something. Did our best, girl. We tried to get a Latin girl on here. They wouldn't pull through, Don't girl. Do this. Don't go we off tried, the rail. girl. So we had to do it ourselves. Okay, we had. We tried. We did. We did. The we best we, we out. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> we did this show back to back. Now it's time yeah, to hit me. Yeah, we tired as hell. Uh, we have someone that we're targeting, so we... Yes, I'm excited. <laughs> for that, if we get that Latin girl on, that'll be everything. Y'all, y'all will live for us, yes, despite how messy live. this show was. You'll be like, yes. okay, y'all were a mess for that, but we, we give y'all your <laughs> yeah. credit. Ooh, we can get that girl so we're gonna do our best yeah she'll be good she'll be good so um and we're gonna keep trying to be intersectional because you know we're we're still gonna keep trying we're gonna just we're gonna get some asian girls on look out oh yeah we gotta work on that good we gotta work on that (laughs) we didn't have any asian girls last season no we haven't no we actually have a lot of guests we didn't have a lot of guests to be fair yeah and we've had three latin girls on but no asian girls yeah um So, girls, follow us because you know what is intersectional? Our social media follows at At Tuesday Queens. We make sure to highlight all the thirst traps. Maybe not, you know, we're giving you Asian, black, and we'll, all we'll types have a of white girls. girl. You think we'll have a white girl on at some point? We probably will, right? There's one point. I really want. Yeah, you do there's, want one. Yeah, here. there's yeah. one I want. Um, yeah. I think I'm not okay with have. It's just, it's just got to be the right one. Not just any white girl. She got to be the yeah. right kind of white girl. Right? That's the yeah. thing. It's like our bar just gets higher as you as you go through. Like you know, any we'll take any black girl who got like a little bit of money in the bank like we'll take but yeah if it's a white girl we're like let, let me see let's look yeah. at the social media let's step up our standards were, were you out there in blm yeah. what let's see you got yeah. blm sticker on your car like you got blm tattooed on your arm like i want to see it all <laughs> yeah um we want this so, one white girl who was really out in them streets though for real we yes trying, we're trying to get her we're was she that girl, what happened to that's, her? I was like, that's the that's the one. That's that girl. girl. She about that's that, that life. She about, about that, that life. life. We need to get her on. So, we're gonna get her. We're gonna. Get I don't her. know. I wonder if we're too messy for her though. It'll be interesting. Might, so I, well, I'm gonna ask her. I'm gonna reach out to but her. I think, I think she she's. Be fine. I think she will give us a little bit of leeway because we're black. You know. <laughs> I feel like black lives matter i do yeah i think she'll give us a little bit of leeway maybe. oh man it'll be good it'll be mm. good she seems like to she seems like she doesn't take herself too seriously i think yeah she is she so. is a very gonna, real girl we're gonna make that girl laugh we're gonna make her laugh Watch. yeah so okay girl yeah okay let's Pray end this girl. girl let's end um this. so yeah just um ig twitter facebook tiktok at to save queens reminder again for the survey um i'll be floating that around if you haven't done it um please do it i hope y'all stay safe healthy and saved you got a final word girl girl happy latinx month <laughs> yeah happy latinx heritage month girl that's all i want to say happy latinx heritage month all right bye girls over or no i'm sorry adios <laughs>